0: You are listening to Adjective New Music's podcast, Lexical Tones. I'm Adjective co-owner Andrew Martin-Smith. As the members of the Adjective New Music Composers Collective welcome the new year, taking time to prepare new episodes of this podcast for your listening enjoyment, we felt this an appropriate time to reflect upon our lives as musicians and artists in the 21st century. To that end, We've prepared an amalgamation of answers to Rob McClure's Big Question, taken from the series of initial 2016 interviews with members of the Composers Collective, wherein each of us share the way in which we chose to pursue our current vocation. The
1: last big question I wanted to ask how did you come to music, music, to music? How did you as something, to music you wanted, as something that, you that you wanted to you pursue
2: wanted to for
0: the rest of your
1: life? life. I
2: realize, it, yeah, it's it's a big question. Yeah, no, that that is a big question. It's a very good question, though. Luckily, I can I can pretty easily, although somewhat embarrassingly, answer that. And this will be, I think, the first time this answer goes on record. So here we nice. go. There's no going. Love it. There's no going back from this. Some yeah, people know this, it's, but
3: gonna force me to open the memory box. <laughs> <laughs> um, in high school,
4: it's funny because I think I as a child writing. I tried avoiding it. It slowly found me, and it
3: was that type of writing that was so off-the-cuff intuitive that you couldn't help be absorbed by the joy of it i
5: think i was always drawn to music and i was always drawn to the piano and kind of creating music i was
3: influenced heavily as i think you know a number of uh, composers our generation just by the more uh, Oh, I was totally I was totally improvising not so much when I was current
5: practicing quote unquote. Like I time. think it really pissed off my uh, Korean mother. She's like, You're fake practicing. Film, like, no mom, game. no I'm not. Uh, I'm totally practicing. But I'd always add notes. What's happening? Like I thought I uh, can do it better than Beethoven. Initially. Like, because <laughs> 'cause I'm like Oh, this is so boring. God, my sonata.
3: Dude, I can
5: just like I could just add some ninths in there and it sounds
3: so much better. I cataloged upwards of 30 or so pieces in high school, none of which exist anymore, of course. Of course. (laughs) um, (laughs) We all have uh, those, right?
5: This just made sense to me. Like, this made more sense than, let's say, performing the piano or, like, maybe just going to college and studying something else. Like, this just gave me an opportunity to express myself through the form that I knew best. At some point, I
3: decided it's probably a good idea to go to college, but what should I go for? And I thought... I was decent at this music stuff. I should give it a try. Uh, so I took some post-secondary classes while I was a senior in high school, and uh, they worked out well. I felt I had a little bit. When of When
5: uh, I was in high school, and I you know, really liked music for films, like, and, and for even it. though, like, I remember I had friends who were like in bands and stuff. I'm like, no, dude, I can't create anything like. I have no original ideas and now that like I more or less am a postmodernist, of course I don't have any ideas. I just kind of steal from wherever. We
3: have um, a great deal of freedom. I realize
5: this out. is something that I could Sorry. do but furthermore, like I remember I was in high school and there was a an educational outreach opportunity with the LA Opera and at the time, they were performing a new opera called *Fantastic Mr. Fox*, and it was written mm. by Tobias Pickler. And they had an outreach, and we had like some of us drove up from Orange County and uh, participated like in like this think, group uh, composition project.
3: Spaces when I do write, and
5: I was like, uh, okay, well, I'm have thinking about composing. To... I'm taking a composition class. I'm writing variations where I'm more or less like mimicking other styles, which was a lot of fun for me. But that we had this group composition, and it. We got to rate our separate sections. And I remember when I had my section perform, it was the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, This is this is an experience I want to relive. I want to create music. I wanna have other people perform it. it. Is like it was like victory. It was like, Yes, this this is like more or less my true call. So uh,
2: when I was like um, about twelve years old, um, we were in Minneapolis visiting my oldest sister and my other sister and her were like out walking and they found like just a bunch of CDs that someone had thrown out a window into like a shrub, just a bunch of old that we assumed it was like a breakup, you know, and like <laughs> someone threw out their boyfriend's or girlfriend's CDs. Screw you, right?
1: Steven, get out of here. Yeah. yeah that, that kind that, of thing. No, yeah. that's
2: kind of, yeah, w- which it could have been, who knows? They, but anyway, they figured, you know, CDs sitting in a shrub, these are probably up for grabs. So they took a bunch um, of Um
6: I, I dumb lucked it in. Um, and that sounds that sounds dismissive, but it's it's absolutely the truth. Um, I um,
4: my mom had a clarinet that hung out in my closet until took I took piano
6: lessons you know, from a very young and age that was and, and violin and I um, loved it. It was absolutely and, uh, the thing that uh, I
4: switched over to bassoon by was grade I was most into. And pianist. in high
6: school, I played the violin in the orchestra and um, was taking lessons in both. And uh, decided there was no way I could be a professional musician. Somehow
2: I got and that in my so head. on the on the drive back to Minot, it's like a nine hour drive, and I think we did it like mostly in one stretch, and it got to kind of the it got to be nighttime, and we were going through these CDs, and then my sister uh, Leslie grabbed this one and it was the it was a highlights of the original broadway recording of phantom of the opera by andrew lloyd weber and so you have to you have to like take this all into to consideration because first of all i'm 12 right so i'm like super angsty and yeah. then i i listened yeah, yeah. to this musical that's like about like this like angsty dark guy who like lives in a basement and writes music and i was like you know i kind of like writing music <laughs> <And> i was <laughs> like I, that's totally gonna be me someday and so i had this like insanely romanticized ideal of that music and connecting it to me because again I'm 12, you know, and so I I like uh, like the day after we got back I asked my my sixth grade music teacher I was like hey can I have some staff paper and she's like here you go and I remember I still actually have like the very first thing I wrote which was this oh, little man. solo piano piece yeah I'm, I'm I'm glad I've kept it it's fun and the, my handwriting was so much neater back then um, <laughs> I
7: seem to remember when I was a young kid um seeing concerts because I grew up in DeCalb, Illinois it's it's not a large town but it's it's a decent sized college town about an hour and a half outside of chicago
0: this is interesting because maybe my answer is similar to uh, a lot of other artists or a lot of other musicians i should say or maybe other artists in general and and perhaps we've had this conversation before but i i didn't decide that I was going to be a musician uh, at a young age. Uh, I I was involved in music, I was doing music, but until the summer after my junior year of high school, I was not going to be a musician.
7: And um, the university there, where I actually did both my undergrad and my master's, Northern Illinois University, had a lot of music going on. There was always concerts that you could go but the to. Bassoon
4: really led to some wonderful opportunities. I was in the Syracuse Symphony Youth Orchestra, and uh, I studied with the principal bassoonist for Syracuse Symphony at the time, was uh, Greg Quick. And I loved lessons with him. There's still, um, there are still things I rely on that he said to me in those lessons years ago that I teach my students or that I call on on a daily basis as I'm, I'm working. I remember when uh, I was choosing to audition and performance, he said, I want you to have something else that's, a, you know, I want you to consider. You're gonna be a good bassoonist, but I want you to consider some more stability. And I came back, I think two weeks later and said, I'm going to be a composer too. And he said, that's not what
1: I meant. (laughs) That is not what I meant. Not at all. I meant like a lawyer. And so by the time I was
2: finishing high school, I realized that like, I'm going to do music. And I I was a singer. I was in theater. I played violin. I wasn't sure of the track. So for a while I was maybe going to go into musical theater and then vocal performance. And then I, I heard about this degree program at Concordia where I could study theory composition and I I found my way there, and there was really no going back from that point. I, I was a music major in composition from day one, and I have never, never, <laughs> never faltered from the path. I just figured, <laughs> let's go. Like if I, if you're gonna study music composition, you just gotta you just gotta go for it, head head down. I had know?
0: other things I was going to explore. Uh, you know, I was going to be a history teacher. Uh, I was going to be an entomologist. There were other things on my plate, right? That I that I that I would think I would be doing.
6: And so I went to the University of Oregon and I was going to be a biology major with a pre-med and a music minor. And um, so I went there and I was taking almost exactly half of each. And I had 8 a.m. chemistry. That was just brutal. Ugh. And I absolutely loved my, my music classes. <laughs> And, um, I ran into my high school orchestra director during the state solo competition. he said, why are you, why are you not a music major? And for some reason it was like he was giving me permission to do it. <laughs> and it just sounds so stupid. Um, and then if you look at my transcript, please don't. But if you look at my transcript after that, it, um, Danced around one, one semester. It's a violin major, and then it's a piano major, and then music ed. I did music ed for a year.
7: And I, you know, the idea of thinking, I want to play the saxophone. I want to play in a band. I want to play uh, music. I just remember that from from early, early on.
1: I actually started. I mean, compared to a lot of musicians, I started late. You know, I didn't pick up an instrument until I was 14, and I didn't uh, join, like, a school ensemble until 16, and, but it all happened very quickly for me. Um, My first instrument is a guitar, and I was in a band, a rock band, you know, singing and playing guitar (laughs) in high school, and that... Uh, that led me be, because the, uh, you know, a couple other members of the band, they were in the concert band at school. So they were like, oh, you should join. Yeah, we we're in the jazz band and everything. You should just, be, you know, you should play guitar in the jazz <laughs> band. Never mind the fact that I have no idea how to play jazz chords. And like, it was just, <laughs> it was a bad idea from the beginning. But I, to be in the jazz band, you had to be in the the sit down concert band. So I joined, and the director was like, well, you know, what do you think you could do? I have no idea. He's like, uh, go play a drum. <laughs> 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 and he he had, like, just... Just horrible <laughs> disdain for per, for drummers, you know, percussionists. Oh no!
3: So
2: I I started off kind of on the wrong foot. My with him, but... uh, high school string teacher, great violinist and great teacher, but he he uh, like hated Brahms and onward. I mean, Ooh. honestly, like he he was like we play ro- like Rococo music and that's oh, what we do, you know. Wow. And so I I honestly had no idea of like even the the late. I didn't know what Wagner was. Like all you know, it was just a very isolated musical upbringing. Um, Because my parents weren't especially musical people either, so they weren't introducing things to me. You know, like, I was just sort of trapped in that. So, actually, Phantom was almost, like, to me, like like write a spring might have been to you in yeah. that it was an, a gateway to, and I didn't know that people were still like writing music with orchestras and singing. You know, I didn't know that that was still happening. No one told me. And so right. I, I heard it when I was like 12. I was like, Oh my gosh, people do this. You, you didn't get the memo on that. Yeah, no, I had no clue. I thought, I thought composers wore white wigs and they died 200 years ago. No <laughs> clue. People were still writing me. I thought John Williams must've just been a robot and they just made him up like something, you know, like clearly, clearly there was no music being written in, in my lifetime, and so I, I once I discovered it, it meant that you know, a I could do it too, and that b you know, like this is this is the I thing that I like. It was, it was great
4: singing, which is something I didn't notice about myself um, until a few sweetmates pointed it out in, in undergrad that there's a song for everything, even if it's just getting flour out of the kitchen cabinet. And a kid
0: who is from, you know, a high school with a graduating class of between fifty and seventy at any given year, uh, going to an all-state or an area all-state or an all-county was you know a lot of fun because you obviously have access to musicians that you wouldn't run into. But even that didn't really get me you know, into thinking about music as a career. It was when I actually spent a week or more surrounded by other musicians and artists where I said oh this is actually a thing that somebody can do, and this is a thing that I like to do. This is a I thing that I want to pursue. I a kid,
4: and then when I started exploring what I was going to do with my life, I tried my hand at arranging and had a lot of fun in high school. And, and then, with that.
6: just on a whim, um, Dr. Kier at the University of Oregon uh, runs a gamelan ensemble. Someone gifted it to the university, and nobody there... That's not anybody's specialty, so there, there wasn't a musicologist who um, specialized in gamelan. So, what he decided to do was to say, "Okay, um, it'd be a, too bad if these were wasted. So, let's use this as a composer's teaching tool." Mm. So the composers play in the ensemble, and they have all these sounds, and you can write pieces for it. And you had to figure out your own way of notating it because there's obviously it's we wanted. Western musicians to be able to read these things. And so even though I was a music ed major, I just sat down and I wrote a piece for the, at common. the
7: same time, I come from a family where nobody else uh, is a musician. I didn't, they didn't know hardly any musicians. Um, and so the idea of someone uh getting into music early on as a real serious thing, uh before say you were, you know, before you were ten or something like that. That was just very foreign to to people, to my family and and, and to people at that time. And
1: then uh senior year of high school, my uh, my band director was also the orchestra director. He did he did both jobs. He could play the clarinet and the viola. And the violin. Awesome. Um, well, in my senior year he died. And um, Oh my god. Yeah. It was it was actually pretty shocking because he was only in his fifties. And that was actually a kind of a first for me because I, I had I had made it eighteen years without having a person that was very close to me die.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um you know, I went to went to his funeral, and that night I went home and I started to write a piece for a combined concert band and orchestra. So basically, orchestra with euphoniums and saxophones. Um, and that piece came very quickly, and we we had a memorial concert for him, and uh, we we performed it. And at the time, I was studying uh, percussion with the CEO of the Toledo Symphony, Bob Bell, at the time, and mm-hmm. um, he he came to see it, and he brought uh, Merwin Sue um, to to come to see the concert, and
4: they artistic administrator. Yeah,
1: right? yeah. And after that, the next year of the Toledo Symphony was the 60th anniversary year. And they decided, like I was the youngest, but they asked me as one of the composers to compose a 60 measure fanfare for the, and among the other, you know, Marilyn Shrewd was, uh, was also asked and, um, you know, other local, local composers. But to me, this was a, this was a huge thing. And this kind of, in a way, legitimized this whole idea that, oh, I, this doesn't just have to be a hobby. You know, this could, right. this could be a I real thing. I found
0: that I was continuing to try and find creative outlets in a variety of places. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to be involved in drama club. And then for a time I was going to write a play. And so I started a play and I subsequently stopped writing a play. (laughs) Uh, You know, I I was going to be the next uh, great American author. Uh, I had poems that I was playing with. Um, When I was 12, I started composing music, and, you know, I had, by the time I I was a senior in high school, I had some pieces that my band played for our final concert. Uh, I was trying out all of these different things. Was I going to be a performer? Was I going to be a painter? Was I going to be a playwright? And, you know... in the end, what I had decided to do was decided to do none of that. I was going to find a job. I was going to teach because I love teaching and I was going to teach American history. <laughs> and that didn't change until the summer after my junior year when I went to band camp.
6: I had written pieces as a kid and every now and again. Because and if my, that isn't some kind of cliche, my training analysis, <laughs> um, was that everybody is a composer. So I had been composing since I started. So okay. I just thought that this was something that musicians did. So it was actually shocking when I met people who didn't compose, or thought that this was a weird thing to do. Or God, you know, wouldn't,
1: wouldn't wouldn't that be a great world? That be it, it, world. Music, would be a
6: wonderful world. Everybody was creative. Yeah.
1: Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Continue.
6: And yeah. not afraid of it. Anyway, so because that was my background, I just wrote the piece. And he took me aside and he said, "So, why aren't you a composition major?" And I said, yeah, why am I not a composition <laughs> major? Um,
0: and so that's that's how I kind oh, of yeah, came that's, that's kind of how I led very late in some no, ways to, to path, but here I am. figuring out that music was a calling for me.
7: And so when I finally got a chance to pick up an instrument, the funny thing was is that I kind of sucked at the saxophone when I first picked it up. And I, I could actually play... A melody on the trombone. So the, the the band director actually thought I was going to be a trombone player, um, but but I'm like, no, I must play the sax. I, I had this like inner thing of like I must play the sax. <laughs> this is my instrument. This is what I'm supposed to right. do. Right. Um, and I remember even when I was a, a fifth grader, um, we went to a bunch of uh, they they brought the fifth grade class to to a, a like a four day camp. Up in up in Wisconsin, and and the principal uh, would sing this song to us every morning, and I wrote that song down. I figured in using my ear, I figured it out, wrote it down on a piece of paper, and and played it for him at at some some concert. So even here, I am fifth grade. I'm transcribing something that I'm that I'm hearing, and it wasn't long, you know. Even when I was in into high school. I started writing a big band chart my freshman year. I had no idea of anything. I didn't know what bass clef meant. I didn't know what chords were, but I just started doing it without anybody telling me how. I was reading books, and I'm like, oh, let's try this, and I would play it, and it sounded like crap. But I was like, okay, <laughs> wow. Like, oh, you mean a bass? you know, the notes and a bass clap aren't the same as tenor? What or treble? And uh, it was like, okay. So I just kind of like did it on my own. And I look back at it today and I'm like, why the hell didn't someone I think it was probably a combination of people wanted to just let me do it by myself, but at the same time, they're just they they weren't thinking, hey, we should help this person out.
6: And I think I don't think there was anything else I would you know, have done. Photography and hiking and you know, all that. Um, I, it informs my music.
1: It's it's kind of strange because so uh, even though I have a lot of the conversation today I mean has been about you know science and biology to, and you know these other things, I but understand these I'm coming to these things with composer glasses on. You know, right. I'm I'm very interested in them, but I would not be a good scientist. I would I would not be a good any of these things. I there there was just nothing else i i wanted to do i wanted i wanted to be a musician since i first picked up the guitar and it has worked out <laughs> i mean that seems Brilliant. very simple to say but it um you know a, a, again a lot of people uh supporting this decision when i'm you know i'm the only only musician in my family i'm the only person with a doctorate in my family i like i i did not come from a musical upbringing at all mm-hmm. but i had people surrounding me that were supportive of this idea that being a musician for the rest of your life is something that is not only possible but should be pursued